to another edition of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. Well, this week, two very different debuts on the ASX highlighted the extremes in the buy now, pay later space. Block, formerly Square, listing on the ASX this week, following its merger with Afterpay, with a valuation of more than $80 billion, while Beforepay shares plunged 42% on its maiden day of trading, leading some to cast doubt on the sector's continued success. One buy now pay later that's gone from strength to strength since listing in 2019 is Minneapolis-based Sezzle. It stands out from others in the space by being what it calls mission-led, and it's the only B Corp among the buy now, pay later stocks. It's a strategy that seems to be working for the company. It recently announced record sales in Canada and over the 2021 holiday shopping season. To run through the company's latest news, Chief Technology Officer Killian Brackey joins me now on the Unicorns podcast. Killian, welcome to the program. Happy to be here. First of all, tell us what Sezzel does and run us through your business model. Absolutely. Yeah. So at Sezzle, as you already mentioned, we're a Minneapolis-based fintech startup here that has definitely grown past the early startup days of what we've been building. And what we offer is the opportunity for our shoppers to pay in interest-free installments over the course of six weeks at partnered retailers on our platform. So today we partner with just over 44,000 merchants on our platform and have about uh, over 3.2 million active customers, meaning they have transacted with us in the last 12 months. And the way that this would work is a shopper would see us as a payment option in checkout, but really first in the shopping experience, underneath a product price, they'd see our widget that would show or for interest-free installment payments of $25 with Sezzle, and would then proceed to checkout and get approved instantly for these interest-free installment uh, payments. And the way that our business model works and that we can drive that as interest-free is our retailers are paying a higher payment processing rate than they'd pay for a traditional payment method like a credit or a debit card here. Okay. It's a great name, Sezzle. Where did the name come from? Yeah. You know, the name actually doesn't have a a beautiful or brilliant backstory. (laughs) Ultimately, when we were founding the company, we... We looked around at the domain space and we're looking for short names. And, you know, I think one thing that's very important in our space and payments is we wanted to make sure that it could be a verb. And so, you know, to be able to sezzle things, uh, but also to be a noun, to be a sezzler. And so, you know, it, it had a, a catchy tune to it. And so, yeah. you know, it's been really exciting. You know, we, we track obviously Twitter and everywhere else and fun to see, you know, our customers, our merchants picking up on on those trends as they're, you know, using our product and, and uh, marketing it to their customers. So how would you say you're different from the other buy now, pay later platforms that are out there? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of what makes us different is what also attracts the shoppers to the platform as well. But, you know, it's, it's really a two-sided marketplace. We've got our merchant side of our platform and our shopper side of our platform. As we add merchants, it creates more ubiquity as a payment option for those customers to use our product. And as we add more customers to our our platform, our merchants are seeing more customers, more traffic, more impressions, et cetera. And so what drives the product is really adding more merchants first and foremost. And the way that that ultimately 
uh, comes to light for them, they see high approval rates of our product. We're not using traditional underwriting mechanisms as you may have for credit cards here in the US. We aren't using a credit check for our customers to get approved. And uh, we also have a credit building product for our customers. So our company's mission is to financially empower the next generation. And so we're happy to announce that we've partnered with the credit bureaus to report for uh, customers that have upgraded into a product called Sezzle Up so that they can help build their credit scores and histories. And we also you know, have been rolling out multi-use card programs to offer omnichannel shopping experiences as people have been going back in store. And, and these are some things that we're driving um, the forefront of our product for both our, our shoppers and our merchants. So there are a lot of options for shoppers that exist. What is attracting them to Sezzle? Yeah, you know, I think that for customers and payments, ubiquity is incredibly important. And having a payment mechanism that works where they have their brand loyalties is important. And so part of that is definitely some of our brand partnerships. We are partnering with a lot of enterprise brands. We've got over 44,000 merchants that they're able to use us at. And we've also partnered with a number of gift card marketplaces and affiliate marketplaces to expand our brand offerings to our more loyal customers. And ultimately, giving them transparency in their available spend that they can use on our platform creates that uh, trust in our product and platform for them to grow that limit and use that at their stores. And uh, that's really what we think is driving our customers back into our product time and time again with actually our top 10% most active customers transacting on the platform 49 times a year right now. And are you finding that that's what's keeping them loyal to Sezzle as a platform? Yeah, absolutely. I think that we look at our customers' NPS scores. We look at every external review platform possible as feedback to our product and our platform as we're continuing to build. And that's what actually led us to build our credit building product for our customers. We heard customers saying, I loved that I could get into this product without needing to have a perfect credit score. But if I'm using it 49 times a year, I want to build that. And so... You know, building that type of brand loyalty is what keeps our our products sticky for our customers. That's a lot. 49 times a year. It's a lot of shopping. It is a lot of shopping. Yeah. But, you know, if you look at your credit card statements, you definitely, you know, you've got shops that you probably will do that at as well. That's Um, true. So, you know, I think as you build up, you know, where that product can be used and, you know, create an avenue for credit building. I think that's that's definitely where we're standing out in the space. So Sezzle is the only buy now, pay later that's a B Corp. Why did Sezzle decide that that was important? Yeah, so we take a really strong stakeholder approach to our business. So we look at our stakeholders as our merchant partners, as our shoppers, our team and our employees our investors and the overall community, which we call our, you know, the lending, the fintech, the banking industry. And you know, we looked at how we run our business and, and taking all those signals as we make decisions and said, how do, we, how do we get a stamp of approval on this and hold ourselves accountable both internally and externally and align our mission and our values to a certification that we can go out and, and show to our partners and show to the world that we're we're doing the right thing. And you know what we found is doing the right thing isn't necessarily just doing it for the sake of doing it, but it's good for business. And there are a lot of great brands out there that are certified B Corps as well, that really helps to align with our values and our mission. And so it really was an additional stamp on top of what we're doing, which I think was, was really exciting in terms mm-hmm. of uh, validating our approach and our mission and that it was 
you know, generally accepted within our community that last stakeholder as an important set of values. So to recent news now, and you touched on it earlier, this week you announced that Sezzle has extended its long-term financing product. Can you run us through that announcement and what it means for the business? Yeah. So when I talked about the business that we're, you know, our core business is our shorter term installment loan, but we look at Sezzle and our mission of financial empowerment as being a co-pilot for our customers in their financial journey, meeting them with the financial tools that they need as they go through their life. And so one of those things that's a very near space addition to our product is offering longer duration installment loans with either 0% promotional rates or APR rates that range you know, over, you know, from three months to, you know, six to 12 months and, right. and yep. greater than that. And so in doing that, we've decided not to hold a lot of that on our balance sheet and underwrite those, but partner with other like-minded and similarly missioned companies who would ultimately own those loans and service those loans and can do that within our experience that we've already got integrated with our 44,000 mm-hmm. merchants and yeah. offer this to our customers. And so in, in, in uh, adding our lending partners, Opportune, Genesis, alongside our existing with Alliance Data and Bread and Ally Financial, a uh, number of you know, very, very well-known uh, financial institutions here in the US, we're excited to continue to offer more products and uh, offer these products to a larger variety of our existing merchants and to our shoppers and putting the right products in front of them at the right time. So, Killian, are you seeing a consumer trend, a wider trend toward purchasing bigger ticket items with buy now, pay later platforms? Yeah, you know, consumers, they're going to use a, a variety of financial tools anywhere they are at in their lives. You know, they're going to have a checking and savings account with their, their debit cards. They're going to have maybe a secured credit card or a credit card. They'll have their personal investments, retirement accounts, they'll have a crypto account, mm. et cetera. Right. And so for for us, we want to make sure that we can offer the right tool at the right point in time. And what we're hearing from our customers, our shoppers and our merchants is that they want to expand this to their entire product inventory and to important purchases in their life. So we're definitely seeing a trend toward larger yep. purchases. You know, we have a counter offer product within our product, which allows customers to make a larger down payment. But we don't like a decline. We want to give a customer a happy uh, scenario and allow them to make the purchase that they're trying to make today. And so we're definitely seeing that we're, we're following that trend with our customers and our merchants. How much are they spending per purchase? Have you got an idea of what the, say, the average shopper is spending on your platform per item? Yeah, you know, our average order values tend to be between on our core product between 80 and $100. And mm-hmm. on our longer term, it, it really, you know, what I'll say is it, I don't have the exact number for you, but it, it very much depends on the merchants that are offering the products and where those volumes are at. Mm-hmm. And so as you look at the product suite where a six week interest free loan works, that's the, the average order value that you're often going to see. But as you start to look at longer-term installment loans, that can range from, you know, five hundred U.S. dollars all the way up to thirty, forty thousand U.S. dollars. So, okay. you know, yeah. it, that's gonna—it's really gonna cover a wide swath of retail and really expand our different merchant categories and retail categories that we can work with. And give us a flavor of what Sezzle shoppers are actually buying. Uh, with the platform, is is apparel still the front runner, the number one? 
Apparel and beauty are definitely large categories, so beauty products as well in general. And outdoor is also a large category of ours and, uh, you know, active wear. What sort of things like, what, camping equipment and... Exactly, camping, athletic equipment, et cetera. Okay. Um, Those are definitely large categories that we've seen, you know, particularly through the holiday season, Um, you know, hunting, fishing, uh, vitamins and, and supplements are also large. And, you know, in particular... As we start to expand into um, longer duration loans, we're also seeing you know more furniture purchases and um, and you know sports and hobbies are also uh, definitely large categories that we're seeing continue to grow. There's been some recent data showing that certainly over the last holiday shopping period, almost as many Americans considered using buy now pay later as they did their credit cards. So, do you think? BNPL is largely mainstream now? Yeah, I do. I think that we've we've reached a mainstream product where customers have heard about it at this point or they know somebody that's used a product. Mm. And I think that's where we focus on our NPS score and our NPS, our net promoter score, is how likely our customers are to recommend us to a friend. And so hitting that ubiquity and getting that brand recognition out there is really going to then come down to uh, brand loyalty for those customers, but then there's still a, a lot of opportunity with merchants that aren't offering these solutions directly to their customers. And I think that's where there's a huge area for growth in the space and is definitely a huge area for our team to focus on as we continue to create that ubiquity for customers on where this product can be used. What happens when shoppers make a purchase and then for whatever reason, they can't pay it off? They hit some sort of hardship. What what happens then? Yeah, absolutely. So our platform, as soon as a customer's missed a payment any point in time, they won't be able to make another purchase until they're current on mm-hmm. all of their existing payments on the platform, which definitely differs from a credit card where you can run all the, that all the way up to your available <laughs> That's limit. right. That's right. right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we do, the way that our product works being interest free means that we're really on the same side as the customer here. We're going to pick a limit that fits their spending ability and their spending power. And we're on their side to pick that limit for them because, you know, our our goal and mission is to not be driven by consumer fees, but by merchants that are helping finance these products. So um, we do have the ability for our customers to reschedule up to one time on all these transactions for free so they can push these transactions out for up to 14 days for free. And then they can push that an additional uh, two weeks twice for a $5 fee. And we do have, when the a transaction is failed at any point in time, we do have an account reactivation fee. So that account gets locked down when they miss a payment and they need to pay that fee and become current in order to use the transaction or use the platform again. But we do waive those fees in the event that a customer comes in and remedies that within 48 hours of the transaction. So, you know, all these things come together to help incentivize the right behaviors for our customers and to not get them into a spiral of debt that they ultimately mm. can't get back on top of. What's your view, Killian, on why buy now, pay later as a segment has become so popular? Yeah, I think it fits a void that credit cards was not necessarily filling for customers. I think a lot of people saw uh, their families get into a lot of debt, whether it was credit card debt or other types of debt. And there's a lot of question around how do these products work, a credit product, how does it work? How do I get approved for it? 
how is that going to affect my ability to get other types of loans in the future? And so taking a credit light approach and saying, how do we educate a, a consumer on how to responsibly use a credit product without it feeling exactly like a credit product or having some of these longer term implications of, as, of a credit product, but eventually graduate customers to say, this is a credit product and embrace it as a credit product. And how do we graduate you along that path of understanding and learning it? I think that's where this opportunity has really grown and arisen out of, particularly looking at younger generations that have been uh, hopping on. I love it. Yeah. They're used to it now. Yeah, absolutely. So on that basis, do you think buy now, pay later will potentially overtake credit cards as a preferred payment option? Yeah, I think that it's, it's definitely a contender on credit cards in the space. They fill a very similar time horizon for a customer to fill their their needs on payments that they're making across the course of a month or two months. Um, I don't think that it's a it's necessarily a full replacement, given that you can hold mm. a balance. But yeah. I do think that increasingly it's going to become a product that customers can use to uh, manage spending and budget in a way that a credit card's not necessarily incentivizing. And so. I do think that it's a very responsible way to replace a credit card usage in a consumer's life. So credit is an entirely different beast in the United States. Can you shed a bit of light through credit and FICO scores and how they impact um, your customers, your shoppers? Yeah, absolutely. So in the United States, there are really three main bureaus, credit bureaus that aggregate data across lenders, Experian, Equifax, TransUnion. And they have their own scoring algorithm. Um, they call it Vantage. They've all de developed those together. And there's also the, the FICO score the, that's developed by Fair Isaac that's using that credit bureau data. But ultimately, they're spitting out a score that's going to give a likelihood of default, a likelihood that mm. the customer is going to pay back um, a certain dollar value over a certain time horizon. But it's still up to a, a risk management strategy to say, here's what our you know credit box is. So here's the APR or the type of product and amount that we will approve for a given credit score. But yeah. that score, a lot of what goes into it are things like the number and age of open accounts, the number of recent inquiries for credit on that account, the utilization of the credit line and availability of that credit line, made and missed payments, and diversity of account types having Credit, uh, credit cards, student loans, car loans, uh, mortgage, et cetera. All those things play into what a score is at a given point in time. Mm -hmm. And then those scores are pulled into different credit strategies in a more traditional credit strategy sense. But within our core product, we don't look at credit scores necessarily. Um, you know, we have the option to, and in some models we do ultimately look at some of those uh, factors, but the main factors that we're using are are not using that traditional credit data. Um, our, within our goal, we want to look at data that's not necessarily somebody's past history, but start people at a really, a really realistic baseline for them and allow that limit to grow with them as they prove the history with us and want to build that data within our platform and not necessarily rely on outside data aside from identity data. Okay. So what is the uh, the customer journey via Cecil and the platform? Can you talk us through the workflow from jumping onto the website and then making a purchase? How does all of that actually come together? 
Yeah, so the customer will see us as that uh, product page widget on a product detail page. So let's say you're out shopping for a backpack and it's a $100 backpack. Underneath that, you're going to see our product detail page widget that says, or for interest-free installment payments of $25 with Sezzle. And that's mm-hmm. going to be on one of our merchant retailer websites. Yeah. In checkout, alongside paying with a credit or debit card, you're then going to see us as a payment option. Okay. You're then going to be redirected over into our product, our checkout product, where you'll sign up for an account with a phone number. Uh, we'll verify that phone number with a one-time password, and you'll provide first name, last name, email address, date of birth, and set a, a four-digit PIN. We mm-hmm. do some really strong fingerprinting of that device so that you don't have to go through that login process on that device again. Want to make it a really simple and easy experience. Yep. And then you'll provide a payment method to make that down payment. And then you'll get instantly approved. We'll go out and pull in all the data that runs our underwriting algorithms. We'll get you either instantly approved or declined. Our approval rates are you know, between 70 and 90% at any given point in time. Um, and then we'll charge that down payment on the last page of our checkout before redirecting you back to the merchant's page. And uh, they'll then close the order out from there. And then you've got an account with Sezzle. We'll have a dashboard for the customer where they can see their payments that are scheduled in the future and a mobile app that they can download that they then can go in and do all the account servicing they want to. They can make those reschedules. And they can also see our marketplace product where there are other brands, those other 44,000 brands that they can shop at so that they know where else this product can be used. And that's a really important part of the value proposition for both our customers and our merchants. So does that process take a long time or is it, it's, it's, it's pretty seamless? Because I imagine, you know, that is, the, that is the point where the friction lies and eventually you, you, you might have some shoppers drop off. So how long does that actually take? Yeah, you know, that process generally takes three minutes or less for the first time customer. And for yeah, a repeat okay. customer, you know, that transaction process seconds. can be two clicks. It can be seconds, exactly. So, you know, we're most of our use cases today are e-commerce merchants. There's definitely mm-hmm. a lot of expansion in the space into brick and mortar and physical retail locations. But in e-commerce, a lot of times uh, this information is collected up front by the retailer. They need a shipping address. They need first name and last name. And often that data is actually shared with us so that we can pre-populate their Sezzle account. And that really helps speed up and expedite that data entry process and create that account faster. So, you know, that's our recommended integration method for our merchants to speed up and increase conversions. So you guys pride yourselves on being financially empowering to the next generation. So why is that so important to Sezzle? Yeah, I think that it's important to set ourselves apart. I think that money is something that is a sensitive topic, no matter who you are. And in order to, we, we're embracing the fact that our product is a credit product. And we're only going to get people comfortable with that product if we're helping them grow in that journey and not getting them into a tough place. And so in siding with our customers on building our product, we're gonna build trust to help continue to build both shopping and financial products for them and following them as that uh, financial co-pilot. And it's building that type of a relationship, you know, with our customers, there are banking relationships that they may have, and it's, it's harder as you're a smaller company to 
build that same trust. And so we have to make sure that we don't have any touch point with that customer that would not be helping them on that journey to mm. really build that trust to continue to offer these products for them. So it's really critical to our mission and it's critical to helping customers and making an impact in the space. So let's talk tech trends now. What's the latest that's happening in the buy now, pay later space? Yeah, I alluded to it a little bit already, but you know, in-store, at least here in the United States, is definitely mm -hmm. something that's been picking up. It's something, as you look at the latest releases from us and everyone else in the space, there's definitely a heavy focus on in-store as an emerging trend. Customers are coming back to in-store. They've learned about a lot of these new products like Sezzle that they can use online and are now starting to look at how they can use these products in store as they continue shopping and their shopping trends shift, mm. um, you know, or, or potentially shift a little bit more toward in store. And so, you know, with our product, uh, others in the space, you know, we've got a multi-use card product that can be pushed into Google or Apple Pay and yep. tapped at the terminal uh, for a really seamless experience. Um, you know, in those cases, a repeat experience is just going to tap that card at the terminal again. And we're seeing a lot of a lot of growth in that space. And so what about 2022 for Sezzle? What's planned for the year ahead? Let's give some of our listeners an idea of, about what you see as uh, some of the big trends or things that might be coming up for the business. Yeah, you know, I, I think that a lot of the recent announcements that you've seen, I think that continuing to expand those business lines are going to be a core focus of what we're working on and continuing to expand our long-term lending solutions. Unfortunately, I can't give you too many uh, hints that might not already <laughs> no, that's, public. That's As you okay. might know, no. right, we, are, we are listed on the ASX. And so, you know, I, I don't think, want any uh, trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that those are definitely key areas of, of growth and opportunity. And you know, everything that we do within our mission, you can usually say, you know, these, these types of directions make sense from a financial co-pilot perspective as we continue to grow our merchant base for our customers. Great to catch up with you, Killian. Really appreciate your time today on the podcast. That's Killian Brackey, CTO at Sezzle. Thank you so much for joining us on the program. Absolutely. Absolutely.